Good afternoon and welcome to the show Talking with Frankie. Today I'm glad to receive Ashley Trent. We will talk about the role of women in the church, but Ashley will focus more on her experience as a lay woman in the Catholic Church. Ashley is from Washington. She is currently in theology at Regis College. So, Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Frankie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Okay, so <laughs> from Washington to Toronto, where specifically in, in Washington you you from? Um, Seattle, South Seattle. Uh, well, I guess I would say Burien, but you probably don't know where that is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I have to visit Washington one mm-hmm. day. I never been to Washington. So you are currently studying theology at Regis College. Why did you choose to study theology? Oh, this brings back memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a big question that has um, been in my heart since I was a young girl okay. is, like, what I- what is love and who is God? And I've always known God to be love in my life. Um, and, I, you know, I actually stumbled on theology by chance. I was... Actually, in pre-med, the undergraduates can probably yeah. <laughs> relate to me here, but I was in pre-med, I went to nursing, changed my major to like oh, really? psychology, philosophy, and then I landed on theology. I hope you will not change theology to something <laughs> else. <laughs> no, I think this is it for me, but yeah, it was just, it's the study of God, but it's also a study of love, and yeah. I think that is really what intrigues me the most about it. You're right. Yeah, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience of ministry in the church? Yeah, as a as a lay as a lay woman in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole life has been enveloped in ministry. Um, in Seattle, I was always hanging around my grandma, and she was <laughs> she worked with a lot, a lot with the elderly. So I went to a lot of different um, places, just administering the Eucharist. So and then in your family, your family was Catholic or is Catholic, mm-hmm. and then they okay. Yeah. I mean, both of my grandparents were orphans in Vietnam. Oh, and they okay. were both, my grandpa taken in by a priest to be raised, oh, okay. and my grandma by a nun. Oh, my God. Her aunt. So yeah. they were actually raised within the church, so they grew to love the church, but very practically. And then doing yeah. that is not something new for you? No. You got that no. from your family. Mm-hmm. And then what did you do as experiences in the past? Mm-hmm. I went into youth ministry, especially, and I loved it. Um, the Vietnamese community, especially in Seattle, but it's worldwide, we have this uh, organization called Vietnamese Eucharistic Youth Movement, okay. Youth Society. Mm-hmm. And um, they, it really derived from a priest being in Vietnam, seeing a lot of children who were just kind of sitting around. And he began to, he took a ball, and then he just kind of kicked it around. And okay. they started to have fellowship. So that's actually where this movement came from, is fellowship and then that's where you can begin to learn about community and that's where God plays a role in it. And so what we do is we work with youth from like six, seven years old okay. all the way up until however age. And uh, we make camps, we create retreats to build relationship. And yeah, I did that for most of my life. And I also play guitar. In oh, really? Yeah, I play I guitar for praise and worship. You are my classmate, but I didn't know that if you play yeah. guitar. A world, a okay. universe inside each person. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So you 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 used to play in church, uh, like 
liturgy and then stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I've played in mass, um, but right now I mainly focus on praise and worship within a Filipino community, actually here in Toronto. Okay. Um, Bukas La Obsa Dios, BLD, is open in spirit to God. Okay. And um, there's worships every other Friday, I think, but it's really for young adults, um, and it's it, it's actually based on the mass. Okay. So adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, That's supplication. Great, That's yeah. a very good mm-hmm. ministry. It's yeah. based off of the Ignatian uh, exercises as well. Oh, okay. Spirituality, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I know you're doing your placement ministry now for the MDF program. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us more about that, the placement ministry in Regis College? Mm-hmm. So the placement that I'm at right now is at Church of the Redeemer okay. at the Common Table, which is a breakfast and lunch program for the homeless. Okay. And um, it's very simple, but it's very impactful. Um, what I've gotten a chance to do there is just to be able to be immersed within the invisible community, which is the homeless population. And when I say homeless, I'm not bunching together addictions mm-hmm. or anything like that because, because there's a, so much more. It's a big issue in, it, in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and it's very, there's a lot of nuances that I didn't realize before I worked in that ministry. Like? That, um, well, a lot of people in there are just regular people. Okay. Um, one day, uh, it could just be moving out of coming out of a bad relationship or something, and they lose their footing. So it's not just about drug addiction. No, okay. no, yeah. I mean, that's one part of it mm-hmm. because um, I think it's important, at least in pastoral counseling. What we've learned is um, these things are to numb us, right, to get us out of reality. Yeah. But what happened in that reality? Because everyone comes with a context. Each person is, um, they have a brother, sister, a parent. They came from somewhere and something happened. Sometimes it's a trauma that um, is so painful. And I've met some people in this ministry where um, they tend to give their all to other people. Like a homeless, you don't realize it when you just kind of look out on the outside. But if, let's say, you meet a homeless person, this person I met, loves to uplift others exactly and he has and every time what he doesn't realize though is that when he gives his all sometimes he's left with nothing and then that is sometimes um very destructive for him um but you can see that there's so much love and so much to give in this community yeah we just have to see it and and that's where i am right now with my ministry yeah. Placement. I mm-hmm. did my placement two years ago with migrants, newcomers to Toronto. It was a great experience. Oh. Yeah. But what you are doing, I think, is an amazing ministry. So I would encourage you to continue doing that to accompany those people. For me, it's a very good ministry you're doing. Thanks, I took Foundation of Theology and Grace with you. You remember that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so fun. And then Father Gordon, who came to the show talking with Frankie, and then was the teacher, Father Gordon Rickson. So, so we had some interesting readings by some women theologian, mm-hmm. and my question is like, do you have a theologian, a woman who inspires you, that she can be a saint or any theologian writer? Mm-hmm. Do you have? Uh, yeah, I do actually. And speaking of Father Gordon, I actually took a Trinity course with him. Oh, really? Pat, this last semester. Okay, and so I took Trinity with someone else. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, it's wonderful. And one of the people that we got a chance to look at in his course is Julian of Norwich. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's a medieval theologian, and she was an anchorite, which means she was, you know, um, a person 
that kind of was sealed off in a room and that's where most of her contemplation comes from okay and yeah oh one of the most powerful things that she says is that sin is behovely okay and and what she talks about is that there's narratives there's two different narratives that we speak about sin and one is from the perspective of love speaking about sin okay and then one where sin speaks of sin that is interesting yeah uh, actually because you can see it's very interesting because um this narrative can go into our lives exactly like is it when we look at ourselves and when we look at others is it from a perspective where love is able to stir up hope and peace right or you know within the context of this sin that happened or are we speaking from a place where it's destructive and it's imploding right like because if you're just if it's sin talking about sin there's no hope and there's no reason it's just like oh you yourself are a bad person that's it exactly you know it's but when love speaks of sin it separates the sin from the sinner and it recognizes that this act is bad but the sinner there's hope and exactly. there's life. So yeah. I think that's so powerful because it goes into like psychotherapy. It goes into pastoral counseling. It goes into everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I know we have a, we have Susan Wood, who is a oh, theologian yeah. and she's the dean of Gracious College. Mm-hmm. Our new dean. Yeah, new she's dean, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> and then she, she's a very good theologian too. Mm-hmm. And you have someone else you want to talk about? Um, you know, we speak a lot about women theologians in the context of like them being famous with all of these books and stuff. But yeah. actually, something I want to point out is in our everyday lives, yeah. even with like our uh, moms, our sisters, the women in our own lives. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, For they example, have so much my, to give. My mother, she she gives me much wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, and then how to understand life, even how to pray, and then I receive that knowledge, and then all those from my from my mother, mm-hmm. because she taught me all those stuff. And then now, if I'm a Jesuit, and then I'm trying to do ministry in the church, but I receive the first foundations from my mother, mm-hmm. and then she's a lovely woman. She's not a theologian, official theologian, but she knows a lot about theology, about God, and about prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, those knowledge, those wisdom are very important for for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then but I have to say in my case I have a passion for the writing of Sarah Coakley. She is a an English Anglican systematic theologian and philosopher of religion, and then she wrote several books. One of them is God, Sexuality, and the Self, and Essay on the Trinity. So in this book she developed a kind of ontology of desire. So I would encourage you to read that book. So I will pass you the title later. Ooh, thank We're not you. going to talk about that book right now, but she's a very good theologian, uh, Sarah Coakley. So mm-hmm. she's an Anglican a systematic theologian and philosopher of religion. And uh, my question is like, what is your opinion about the role of women in the church today? Um, let's see. Out of my own experience, okay. um, women have so much to give and you we can already when we just talked about even just our moms right like um to a certain point um for me women don't even really need any recognition exactly when they do things yeah and i think that's the first thing i want to point out is that um when we're speaking of the role of women a lot of hot topics today um can distract us from the reality of the value of 
of the presence exactly, of a woman. Exactly. And the presence of not just a woman, but of a mother yeah. or of a sister. Yeah. Like these things are very important. And why let fame or why let uh, status change any of that? I mean, just to go off of that, um, the role of women that I've seen have been very powerful. I've got a chance to uh, live and speak and eat with uh, Lovers of the Holy Cross, uh, an order of sisters in California and Seattle, originated from Vietnam. And wow, they dedicate their whole life to the church. And you don't see them often. Mm. You you might see um, sisters walking about in conventions and stuff, but um, they are truly background players yeah if you ever listen to lecrae's album yeah he's a he's a <laughs> christian rapper but yeah, yeah. he talks about being in the background I, I i love his music oh he's awesome yeah and he has a lot to say a lot yeah. you know um and to be in the background is not such a bad thing yeah. you know mm. because um it's truly god who is the handiwork of the tapestry of everything right and uh um but even to say that um, we should be careful to take witness and we should also testify to the work that they're doing you yeah, know yeah. Um, when I when I was talking with the sisters I realized they're um, they are religious women but they also take care of themselves a yeah. lot of times yeah they make a lot of sisters are very practical they make their own um, habits um, on the day of their vows they what they wear is what they made exactly. as a dress for God, yeah. right? Um, I've learned how to cook with them. I've learned how to, they they are self-sufficient. And I think that's something that I see in all mothers, uh, which is amazing because, you know, in Jesus's ministry. Yeah, um, the role of Mary, the mother of God. Oh, so big. Yeah, it's very important in the mm-hmm. history of the church. You think those guys went out to preach and didn't eat anything all day? Exactly. You know? <laughs> Some people talk about a lack of integration of women in our church today. How do you understand mm-hmm. that? Well, you know, although I speak about um, the huge presence mm-hmm. of women that's already in the church, yeah. um, when we're talking about integration, I find it also very important yeah. to... Um, place women in a position where decisions can be made okay. and I think um, and that is important too I think that's important yeah you know because so what you mentioned is important too some mm-hmm. women working very hard we don't even know them mm-hmm. but we need women in some important mm-hmm. places there when we talk about the role of women we're not just talking about I know we talk about Mary and like Martha in the background even as like providing provisions for Jesus and his ministry exactly but um, to place things into context, like in that time, it was also very dangerous for women. Sure. For in Jesus's time, mm-hmm. so um, we can't expect that in that time, um, women to make decisions decisions. where they weren't allowed to, right? Yeah. Um, But today, what we see is that, you know, going, I just, uh, I was just taking this sexuality class. With Patricia Murphy? uh, Maura McQueen. Uh, I hope I can say her name on here. But but she's amazing and um, very intelligent and very uh, outgoing, uh, easy to understand. And what she was talking about is the first thing that we looked at was uh, to go into the beginning. And, okay. to s- and to see the complementary, uh, complementarity of men and women, and what I found is that men and women were created equal exactly. above all else. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so, I mean, that's something to think about uh, as we move forward 
to think about the the role and the presence of women today, but also in decision making. I mean, um, Jesus thought he was going to start his ministry maybe later in the New Testament. Yeah. But then Mary was like, oh, my goodness, look at this wedding. They're running out of wine. Exactly. Can you do something about it? Yeah. And, um, you know, Jesus was like, let me take care of it, uh, you know, and. I think that's very important to consider. Yeah. Um, just also the voice that women can give. And yeah. yeah. And you're an American, but now you live in Canada. So yes. would you like to make a brief comparison between the role of women in both contexts, in the American and the Canadian context? So mm-hmm. you have to say something about that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, just for my viewers to let them know, I've only been here about a year and a half. But almost two years. <laughs> yeah, almost two years. <laughs> but what I've noticed is... Um, uh, in America, it's a bit different to um, kind of look at women as a whole because it's so big and there are so many different communities and uh, it's very hard to see as one integrated unit. Um, what I do see in the Canadian context is a lot of people are working together, okay. um, especially in ecumenism okay. and especially with women. And it was the first time that I mean, working with Church of the Redeemer, okay. I was able to encounter um, women in leadership roles. Um, and yeah, uh, I found it actually very refreshing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're very relaxed and they're very chill. And that's not to say that the men I, I've worked with are I like aren't. that you say they're very chill. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but they can y- see young th- people use that, like that word. They're I very know. Chill, right? <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah. I don't get reprimanded for this. <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So uh, the, they're very unified exactly. here in in Canada, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. any message for young women today? Mm. Something that I'd like to quote from Pope Francis. Okay. Um, and. It was printed all over the meeting of families in Philadelphia a few okay. years back. Okay. Is that God is not afraid of change. Okay. And I think for me that's very inspiring because in a time where there's a lot of controversies going on, I think we need to be able to discern the spirits that's that's the spirit that's moving in our heart. And um I think it's all about love. Okay. And love changes things. Yeah. Um, and it's always in the context of God's covenant love with us. And yeah, don't be afraid to shoot and be a theologian like yeah. me. Exactly. Or, or, Come know? to Asia's College to study theology. Exactly. Too. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah. You'll get to meet Frankie and I. <laughs> <laughs> Drink some coffee. Exactly. That is a <laughs> that is a, a very good thing. So mm-hmm. and thank you so much Ashley for ac- accepting my invitation. Thank and you for having me, Frankie. <laughs> listen to listen and follow the show Talking with Frankie on Spotify and iTunes and Facebook. The Facebook page is Frankie Salt and Light. So the next in the next episode we're going to talk about the Ignatian Spirituality Project, retreats for men and women who are recovery from addiction and who have experienced homelessness. So our guest will be Kevin Kelly, who is a Jesuit, and we're going to have Valerie Walsh, and we're going to have Sarah Rudolph. Uh, she's a sister of Loretto's sister. So, and please stay tuned and many blessings to all. Bye-bye. <laughs>